Don't steal my teasing. What are you doing, man? <laughs> no, that's fine. that's fine. Finally, you get one in there. Oh, that's funny. Finally. Oh, I love it. I wasn't going to call you out, but. Well, you should have. I guess I should have. Yeah, yeah you should have. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Eric, your host for this episode. And joining me, as always, is our very own secret agent man, Jason. <laughs> What's going on, Jason? I'm doing fine, man. I'm excited uh, to get to this one. Yeah. Uh, before we go any further, let me say that this episode is sponsored by HalloweenCostumes.com. You can save 20% off your next order by clicking the promo link in today's show notes. But don't wait too long because the 20% offer expires Halloween night. That's right. So we're continuing our list of the top 50 1980s movie soundtrack songs. Uh, and in this episode, our, we're up to number 15. And it comes, it's the only Bond theme in our list. And we're talking about A View to a Kill from Duran Duran. By the numbers. So the song was written by Duran Duran and John Barry and recorded at Maison Rouge Studio and CTS Studio in London with a 60-piece orchestra. I like how you said that. Which one? Maison Rouge. Maison Rouge. Sixty-piece <laughs> 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 orchestra. Yeah. Wow. Nick Nick Rhodes does a lot of their you know their orchestration, their horns and stuff, just mm -hmm. on his keyboards because he's such a technophile. I, it never dawned on me ever that they played with an actual orchestra until I read that right there. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a real orchestra they're playing with. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't have thought that either. Yeah, it's crazy. I, it didn't even dawn on me. Uh, it was released in May of 85, and it reached number one, uh, not only in the States, but seven other countries. Wow. Uh, it was a standalone single, and it didn't appear on a Duran Duran album until their 1989 compilation album. Uh, this was the last single that Duran Duran released before they took time off to pursue side projects. Uh, John and Andy Taylor joined Robert Palmer to form the Power Station, and while uh, Simon Le Bon, Nick Rhodes, and Roger Taylor formed Arcadia. Uh, and if and if you if you look at the if you watch the video closely, that split plays out in the video as oh my gosh, John and Andy are always talking to one another. Simon, Roger, and Nick are always talking to one another. Oh, weird! That's weird. I know because I, I watched the video kind of in preparation for this. I did had not remembered the video before, but oh, that's yeah. that's funny that that worked out that way. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. they kind of planned that. They, or... I don't know if they did it on purpose or not. They never say. Let's get personal. So one of the first things I recorded on a VHS tape was Live Aid. Um, mm -hmm. And I recorded about 10 hours of it. <laughs> um, we, we, uh, the day that Live Aid happened, uh, we, went, uh, we went out of town for the day. And so I just set the VCR to tape and it just recorded, uh, you know, 10 hours of, 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 of Live Aid. One of the things I wanted to see though, I've, of, out of all of Live Aid was Duran Duran. I wanted to see them perform. Um, and this was, the, they performed this from the stage in Philadelphia. Uh, it was the first song that ABC broadcasts on their Live Aid coverage. Mm. And it was, a, it was, at the time, it was the number one song in the country. Um, Makes and, sense. Yeah. So that's, that, so um, this was, this was probably my, 
number one thing I wanted to see was Duran Duran. And so uh, I, I, I probably watched that recording of that until the tape broke because it, <laughs> it was so it was so thin in, anyway because it had been recorded over a hundred times. <laughs> at, at that point. Uh, but yeah, I remember I remember watching them play this on on Live Aid and just thinking it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. What's your history with the song? Now I have seen most of Live Aid. I don't remember that specific performance. So oh. and maybe it was because it, it was at the beginning, but. I need to go back and watch that because yeah. occasionally I'll go back and watch certain performances from Live Aid, mm -hmm. and that's it's just uh, amazing time for music. Yeah, uh, such a moment in time. But yep. so, uh, <clears throat> View to a Kill is the first James Bond movie I remember specifically sitting down to watch. Oh, really? I believe I was aware of James Bond at that uh, point because yeah. I remember having the Moonraker trading cards. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, I had those, too. I forgot all about that. And yeah. I even stuck one of the stickers from that set on the side of my dresser as a kid. Nice. So I I was kind of aware of James Bond. I actually have a full set of those now. Um, anyway, I remember View to a Kill because my neighbor friend had HBO, and I'd frequently oh. call down to my house and ask if I was allowed to watch certain movies. So since it was rated PG, I kind of got away with watching this at 10 years old. Oh. And... Uh, it's tame by today's standards, but oh yeah, but back few then, parts, no. little eye opening back then, yeah. 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 So, of course, mainly the opening titles, and that was always <laughs> the the neon colors they use. It's almost like blacklight yes. technology, you know, early blacklight technology. Um. So yeah, but oh man, uh, just from that opening chord and drum meet, I was just mesmerized with the movie. And eventually the Bond franchise. So yeah. watching marathons on the weekend. Roger Moore is my Bond. I don't know if you've got a particular Bond that's your Bond, but I like Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan. I'll even watch Timothy Dalton. That 70s, 80s, 90s movies, they're kind of my favorite for the Bond yeah. eras. But I think Roger I, Moore is my Bond. Yeah, he's mine too. So yeah. I saw I saw my name. The first one I saw was Octopussy and then Moonraker before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's my that's my Bond is Roger Moore. But like I said, I don't think I ever watched the music video or at least remember it being uh, played or watching it on MTV. Right. It's so hilarious. Oh, They've got yeah. this, that, that drone camera before there was such a thing, you know, yes. and then the members, they're all, they've got their big hair and eyeshadow and everything else acting like spies, <laughs> you know, Nick Rhodes, especially. Uh, yeah. And and Bon, Simon LeBon. Simon Le bon. And yeah. his little beret there, which is, and which and is that, how he this is how he introduces himself <laughs> in concert too. Now that's great. That's yeah. great. Uh, that Walkman remote gadget that blows up the helicopter and various yeah. other things. You know, it's a yeah. uh, it's hilarious. That's so but, funny. Yeah, uh, had not remember seeing that back in the day, but yeah. yeah, I I this is one of my favorite Bond movies. It's probably one of the more cheesier ones, but still, I love it and everything about it. Right. Yeah. I. Uh, um, I, I just remember being like after watching them on Live Aid, and then you know, of course, the video being played mm -hmm. so much on MTV. I just remember being so sad when they announced that they were breaking up. <laughs> Which I don't know why I didn't know that because I mean, the Power Station was already out. I mean, the Power Station was mm -hmm. they they actually played at Live Aid too, but uh, I just figured it was a you know side project. But when they announced they they officially announced they were breaking, they were taking a break and breaking up. I was I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what what no yeah so uh 
But yeah, this is this is probably my favorite Bond movie too. I liked Moonraker, but this is probably I think I probably attribute that mostly because Duran Duran did the the, the theme song. But uh, yeah, the breakdown. So my favorite part of the song is the bass line, um, and it kind of gets buried at times in the background. Mm. But during the pandemic, right when the lockdown started, John Taylor, who was a bass player for Duran Duran, uh, took to Instagram and basically just did. Uh, Instagram reels showing um, some of the bass lines in Duran Duran songs. That's cool. Uh, and he did one for for this song. He kind of walks through walks you through the parts and what you know what key they're in and why he did this and that. Uh, and this bass line is just all over the place. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. especially during the chorus when he yeah. starts singing "Dancing to the Fire," and he's just all up and down the thing, man. Yeah. And I knew he was a good bass player before, but just to watch him play several songs just by himself there's nothing else just him playing it it's just ridiculous how good of a bass player he is and uh so yeah that's probably my my favorite part of of the uh of the song what about you oh there's lots of things i like about this song the, the <laughs> drums kind of remind me of like power station songs just the yes. real sharp drums yep um just love the rhythm lots of stuff going on in the background when simon is singing there's like a light synth. There's some kind of phaser effect on it or something. Uh, there's like some rhythm guitar licks and just all those keyboard effects and the horn sounds. Um, and at some points, it sounds like there's like a little bit of concert noise in the background. So just lots of stuff. You got to really tune your ear to it uh, to uh, hear all those elements back there but i right. did make a note about the the bass i mean it that's just all up and down the thing in the chorus and i also like how the chord progression of the song it starts low and simon sings lower and then when you get to the chorus he just wails it goes up yeah. yeah yeah and then you have that little fill before the second verse and then it goes back down again uh, it's it's so good. I just love the tempo and everything about the song. I've got the 45 single, and it's backed with uh, John Barry's score of this song, which is... Oh, nice. It just makes me go out and want to watch the movie, but it's that real kind of somber ballad version of the song with the, with the horns. Oh, it's so good. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like how it's they put that on the back of the the, the b-side of the single so you right. get that little kind of somber thing and then you flip right. it back over and you're back to Duran Duran you're like yeah give it to me again yeah and do it again you're kind of up and down with just flipping the record right yeah <laughs> this was probably you know um when I saw them a couple weeks ago this was probably one of the top two songs that they did live um that just sounded so good it sounded just like the the, the, the recording crazy. of it yeah um, they had the lights go down and did the intro to the, you know, the James Bond intro. Then the, the lights came up, the band came in. It was just so good. So uh, And a yeah. quick plug, go over to our Twitter account and you can find our Twitter space. Uh, oh, yeah. We did about a week ago and Eric talks about his whole concert experience at Duran Duran. So go check yeah. that out. I keep trying to work that into conversations every time I have a conversation. You know, I just saw Duran Duran. You know? <laughs> I would too, man. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, it was the full band. It was, it was the, full, the band. full band. Yeah, I just saw Duran Duran. Yeah. So, <laughs> so A View to Kill lands at number 15 on the countdown of the top 50 80s soundtrack songs. And this week we have two bonus songs. 
the first one will come from, since they broke up into two different projects after this song, uh, the first one's a Power Station song. It's not one of their singles, it's, it's another song called Murderous. It's probably my favorite one on the album. And then mm -hmm. the second one is from Arcadia, which that whole album should have just been Seven on the Ragged Tiger 2.0. <laughs> part like. two, yeah. Yeah, part two. Uh, but this was their biggest single off of that album. It's called Election Day. So that'll be our second bonus song. If you have Spotify Premium, you stay tuned. You'll hear both of those songs in their entirety, as well as our featured song in its entirety. So, I mean, why would you not be a Spotify Premium user? Right. Um, but, but if you're a free user, I guess uh, you'll hear quick snippets of, of the song and you'll just want to go out and be a Spotify Premium user after that. Um, but if you're listening outside of Spotify, visit the Song Whip links in the show notes. And that will connect you to the songs in your favorite music app. Uh, you can give us your thoughts on today's episode via social media. Our new Twitter handle is at greatest lists. And you can, uh, you can tweet to us there or you can uh, go out and check us out. We're, we're retweeting some other music podcasts that we're, uh, that we're friends with. Jason will take over for our number 14 pick in the next mm -hmm. episode. Thanks for listening to the greatest lists. We look forward to continuing our countdown next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.